not. It's I mean, an indictment on. It's an indictment on science, and I don't give a fuck. I had learned something. That semen becomes weak. Cross-eyed. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and just kind of like they bump into each other, like like three stooges. <laughs> Tell him, Steve, Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell him, Steve, Dave. I'm here with my friend, Walt. Hello. And my other friend, Q. Hello. What's up, boys? How's it going today? You're going to be very sad to hear this. Uh, screen rant. You've heard of Screen Rant before, Q? Uh, uh, it's a website, right? Yeah. yeah. They say Batman is a billionaire aristocrat who beats up poor people. Mm-hmm. And then Screen Rant says he's not wrong. This is a writer who says this. It says, says writer. My, my buddy E-Rock sent this to me. So I don't know who the writer is exactly. But uh, This is old. But we've been hearing this. This has been a common criticism of Batman. Who People who can't read a comic book and they just... Look, the reason he's a billionaire... Is so he could pay for all the fucking planes. That's it. It's a device. It's a matter it's of just convenience. So he, it's just a matter so they could have him have any device and not have to explain where he got it. So he's a billionaire. That's it. There's no need to <laughs> dig into it any more than that. Like, this is fucking... How about just enjoying the... Co- like, I'll never understand people that are like, well, I'm going to pick up this comic book, but I'd rather know all about the fucking social, political fucking money issues of Batman as opposed to just like, oh, check it. He's a billionaire so he could afford a plane. Check. Now, let me see him dress like a bat and fight the fucking penguin. Like, that's that's it, man. Yeah, but the comment, though, that he only beats up poor people, that's not really accurate. I mean, he I mean, if you pick up any issue, he's beating up like the Joker, the penguin, the Riddler. They don't seem to be all that destitute. Maybe he's talking about like the Joker's gang or criminals in the gangs and stuff like that. But those are fucking scumbags who chose to work for supervillains. So who gives a shit? How I don't care how much money they make. They suck. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't go after normal criminals, right? Like, he, I like think not he your... would if he was on patrol and he saw some he saw some crime going on. I don't think he would turn a blind eye. Or, but for the most part, you don't really see that in comic books. It's more like yeah. like these big layered storylines of uh you know time travel and uh <laughs> alternate batman you know, the, you know that uh it's it's not- the imaginary man has imaginary money don't you get it walt <laughs> and he beats up imaginary poor people <laughs> but aren't all superheroes can't they be accused of this though well you can make the argument that superman's so overpowered over everybody that he's kind of punching down or a bully just because he's so pa- – that's why you – like, just shut – would you guys shut the fuck up and stop talking about this stuff? Like – There there are people who like – I mean, they said it in in the in the Batman movie. Some men just want to watch the world burn. But some women too. Okay. Like they, they just want to burn everything to the ground. Any institution, anything that anybody likes, there's something wrong with it. I mean, they're going after Ellie Kemper for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but they're Ellie not going to – they're not going to take down Batman. That that's just some that's just some dude who's like uh, what what is the point of writing that? I don't know. But like that's not going to catch fire. People have been saying it for years. And Batman's broken the comic books currently anyway. 
Oh, he's yeah, he's destitute. Yeah, he lost all his money. Joker stole a hundred, like a hundred nine billion dollars from him, and then uh, <laughs> and then Lucius Fox has it now, and how, for whatever reason, how did that happen? How was he able to steal that much money, just like a online it, kind of deal? No, you know what? It, it was actually a fairly intricate thing that they built into the books over the course of like a month. It wasn't, I'm not saying it was like great, but they didn't make it. They didn't, I think he hired somebody to do it and he tricked Catwoman into lying about something. So what, he signs the paperwork and just, and then loses all the billions or does he actually go into like a break into a vault and steal a billion dollars? I think, yeah, I think, I don't think he goes into a vault and steals it. It's it's all digital, but Mm -hmm. either way, Walt, I would, I would say to you the same thing I'm saying to every other people. If you just don't think about it so much, dude. The, the Joker stole his money. That's it. You over, you, there's a there's a a penchant for um, overthinking things. You think in today's I th- world? I think so. Yeah, dude. You know what? I, you know how I know that's true because I overthink things. Even I am like, should I say this? Should I keep this and in the show? You're maintaining that you didn't have that. You weren't overthinking things in the past. No, no. You way. didn't overthink things. I don't think so. It doesn't appear to be right. I don't know. I know. I'm not. I'm saying. Hey, what's you- this pill? Let me take it. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if you know, if you were uh, a victim of overthinking. I mean, I overthink everything. Yeah, I, I believe. I that, overthink. That you're like that. I over. I, I like. Yeah, I, I spent many years overthinking so many things. I still do. To a certain degree, do you look back and th- and and feel like wow, I sh- I, there was no reason to overthink that? Like why did why why did I spend no, so much time? No, I, I don't ever uh, go back and be like I should I should have stopped overthinking. I I have I mean a couple of weeks ago I and mean, we were down Q. Remember when we were at the um, at the store? Not last episode, but the previous episode. And yeah, we both were out of sorts. One of the things that had been bugging me was the realization that um, I didn't mention it on the air because I've come out of it. I kind of came out of the uh, the dark area of like for fifty some years. I didn't let the fact that I didn't really have any kind of relationship with my dad bother me. But like out of the blue, it just really just like kind of like smashed me in the face, and wow. it, it took me it took me into like like two weeks of like. Not being not being myself. And where'd you where'd you end up on it? I, I don't know. I just woke up one morning and I was just like, I just didn't. I, I was just like, there's really nothing I can do about it, and it kind of just went away. I don't. Yeah, really. I you don't. Mean, re- so you're you're not talking about like, oh, uh, I'm. You're thinking about having a relationship today. You're like the relationship that never happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it was. It was like why? Like you know what was wrong with me? Like that kind of like pity kind of like bullshit that that um that we all do but like you know that kind of like what was was the matter with me why what was what did i do wrong oh bad man, place man, you th- wow i'm surprised that you felt that way because like i mean clearly you're not the issue you're awesome i love you man <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> but yeah but you know but like i mean i think we're all we all fall victim to that at times of being like not i don't want to say victim that's too hard hard a word but like I was really overthinking Fall it, prey. really overthinking it, and really letting it like get to me for like two weeks. I don't know why. Wow. Did you talk to anybody about it, or you talk <sighs> not to Deb? really? Yeah. I, I had a little bit, but I mean, what can? There's no like, there's no like pep talk that's going to bring you out of it. There's like, there's right. no like, there's no salvaging that kind of massive. Decades worth. Yeah, there, there is, and especially because I don't even know if he's alive. 
like there's no going back and, and like if, if he's not alive and even if he is there's no way it'd be too awkward like you guys throwing a football in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why it took 50 years though to for it to like be an issue Wow, and then it became an issue. What's behind that? That's that's yeah. pretty out there. Because you've never cared. No, You're, you've never even wanted to talk about it. You're always just like, yeah, fuck it. No, yeah, I don't know why. Like, I don't know what spurred it on, but then it became a little like itch, and or like a little tw- like twitch in the back of my head, and then it came to the f- like f- raging to the forefront, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Hmm. Mm. That's where you need therapy, right? You don't need it. You got over it. <laughs> yeah, but what if it comes back? Yeah. Well, or, I mean, or what if it the, never left? You're just squashing it yeah, down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know, Walt. I don't know if therapists, because what you're talking about is a pretty, to me, obvious reason why eventually in your life, I don't think anybody would be like, he, he fucking contemplated his relationship with his dad, saw there was nothing there, and he got upset about it. Well, how weird is that? Like, I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel that's a straight line. I think the therapy would be like, which I don't think you want to do this work. The the therapy would be is well. It, how is it a has, lot of work? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, oh. how has that affected your relationships with every single person in your life? Well, that's what I was and, doing in my head. Yeah. Oh, okay. You were you were yeah, doing that. Yeah. I think though, as far as your children are concerned, you would say it affected it for the better because you're like, I don't want to be a dad like my dad was. Yeah, but like wasn't. you could still be like, no matter what happens, though, I could still be like, well. You still like, well, I did this with the girls and this is why I did it. And I shouldn't have did that. Like, you're like, it's not this, you know, it, there's always second guessing and, and wondering like, like if I had a better relationship, would I even have a better relationship? And with everybody in my, in my life, you know, like, I believe it probably did I, where I ne- never did or never allowed myself to think about it. I believe it definitely um, altered me and stunted me um my personality or or my uh my uh, me as a person though yeah i mean i i i think it's another fair thing to say dude that like without the guiding loving hand of a father your life turned out different than what it would have been yeah if you had it for sure but in what ways though you gotta wonder in what ways and it's just like but you're also a high functioning successful person with a great family. So it's like you know, you got to keep you can't just look at it like what did I lose out on? Like you might not have what you have today if that guy was around. Yeah, that's the definitely you you're you're right, but there's also that lingering like well what could it have been? Why wasn't it what it should have been? I could have been twice as awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. You you should go to you could go to therapy for, and I would actually encourage you to do it. I just don't think that you'd you'd want to. It sounds like it is a lot of um, heavy lifting, right? It is mentally. And it's a lot of talking about yourself to a stranger to a in very stranger. honest terms. Yeah, but you guys do it right, and you get uh, and you get, and you feel good about it, right? Afterwards, like you feel like there's a definitely like it's a helpful tool. Yeah, I did it straight for 10 years and then I've done it on and off. I'm currently off like seeing anybody because, you know, the pandemic was its own fucking thing, but uh I, my life is 100% better for it without a doubt. It 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 changed my life in very positive ways that I still draw upon today. Oh, like, do I you still- think it's just because your 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 schedule and the fact that like everybody and their brother 
coming out of a pandemic has been scarred some in some way, shape, or form and, and wants to be in therapy. So like there's not enough therapists out there. They can't even no, squeeze you in. That's it. <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely not enough therapists out there. If, if like you try to get an appointment, yeah. it's it's nearly impossible. I would imagine that would be the case. Like I yeah. mean, they must be like overworked to the point where like like how much are they really going to give me? I'm like, oh you, oh, you got daddy issues? Got get in line. Right. Yeah. They, these fifty fucking people in front of you, they also got daddy issues, and then the fifty in front of them have mommy issues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody has. Even if even if you think you don't, you probably do have some sort of issue with. Like, you did right. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, when I when I used to go to therapy out in L.A., one time she was like, "The reason that you date this person is because you're trying to prove to your father that you're worth loving." <laughs> like, really? Like, so no matter wow. what they do to you, you're like, "No, no, no! That, that doesn't matter." Like, let me just prove to you that like I'm worth not doing that too. You know? But how does your Horrible how does shit. your dad like how does your dad see that? In like when you dating um, girls who have um, it, like who who have needy issues, I would say is fair, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So how does your dad look at you dating a needy person? How does he see? So how do you, how is that proving to your father? Like, see, this needy person oh, no, needs it's, it's, me. It's, it's proving it to myself, not to oh, him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because since there, I couldn't get it when I was young, gotcha, or ever. <laughs> You know, even mom, uh, my, my mother more so, but she was like crazy. Like, you know, you, you know what it was like, but she, but she crazy, <laughs> but, but gave you still, I would think the attention, right. That you needed or no. She, um, she gave me attention, but a lot of it, especially as I got older was negative, mm-hmm. you know, only because I was not the greatest kid, but, uh, a lot of it was negative and the positive shit I would say ended probably around nine or 10. And then since then ever after that. So um, post 10. Post 10. Wow. That's yeah. a long time. Sure is, man. 43 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough and, and, and it makes you question like, because you're like, well, if your own parents don't seem to love you. Right. Then what chance do you have with other people? And that's why, that's, I guess, why I was doing it. I'm trying to prove to her by staying and being Who's like, her? Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the okay, last gotcha, one. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, not this one. The, uh, no, when, I, when you said her, I thought you meant your mom oh, or no, your dad. No, no, no. no. And then it, like, I look back and I'm like, there are times when I'm like, I wish, I don't know that it would have mattered, but I wish somebody just fucking hit me over the head and they're like, what the fuck are you doing with this person? Why do you keep doing this? And like for the last long stretch, it was um, drugs, I think, that mm-hmm. kept me in place. But before that, I'm like, why? Why? Like why? Like that's what I would like to address. What the fuck was wrong with me? A big mouth who says shit all the time. Like why was why wasn't it big enough to be like, look, bitch, hit the fucking bricks? You know. And I can I can sit here and say like, well, I was afraid it would affect Sage, or I was afraid. You know, I remember talking to Q one time. Oh, what what, what would happen? Like awful things may happen to her. I'm her protector. You know. Yeah, that was a big concern of yours for a while. That yeah. was. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was weird because, like, you, we did. I would tell you. I, I told you flat out I was all like, the time. I, think, I would be like, <laughs> I don't think your life's gonna get back on track until she's gone, dude. Yeah. And then, like, two years would go by. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I look back at now. Like, you know, you look back at your dad. I look back at that time from like say thirty-five to forty-five, and I'm like, I'll never get that time back. Like, time I could have been doing so much other shit, but I'll never get it back. 
Right. Well, that, that that's the uh, that's the catch, though. I mean, if you're just gonna, you can't. It's easier said than done. But if you sit there and spin your wheels worrying about that, then you're losing this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're losing this time. You're spending all the time spinning your wheels, going like, "I'll never get that back." Mm-hmm. Holy shit! I just wasted all that time yeah. thinking about Another five that, years. and I won't get that back. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucked. Like as you, I, I, it just has to be like uh, midlife type stuff that you start really contemplating yeah, these sort right? of things. Because it didn't, it didn't ever, ever, ever came into my head. Never, never once felt like I wanted for something more because it didn't matter. Yeah, it may be. It ha- it has to be. I mean, I mean, I, I told my wife it has to be that the fact that my girls are adults now out all the time doing things living leading now starting their own lives now right mm-hmm. and so you you begrudge them that life <laughs> like, what about me <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah there's a definitely like that like well, what now you know right. what now that's a, that's a big um had to be a big reason why this my brain would go to such areas that i never went to before though i never even gave it a second guess never would have even cared about it i guess like the next step in a lot of people's lives like you have two girls they're both they're both adults now uh, yeah. now alicia's graduating right yeah wow yeah. I, when you when you texted that the other day i was like holy shit i thought she was still in 10th grade no yeah but no. here you go um and i think that next milestone is like grandchildren but it seems like neither one of them are ready to have grandchildren yet uh, well, I mean, in the next, com- I mean, it, it could happen. You don't, you don't know. Who knows? I mean, that's not a milestone. I mean, that's a milestone, I guess, for everybody. But I don't know if that's the milestone that I would be like that I'm hanging on for dear life for. I should. I don't know if it should be that. Yeah. Uh, well, once the kid, once a grandchild is there, then you can be like, oh, cool, because now you can go back to doing the shit that you love doing. When they were young. Yeah, but it's not my kid, though. I can't just be like, like, just take over and be like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, that's for them now to experience that. Well, let me tell those you, joys. If, I wish somebody would be like, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that with Sage. Because I can't get anybody to do anything with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, it was just a weird, uh, weird little window right there. Didn't feel like doing anything. Wow, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Melancholy. To say the least, yeah. Wow. Was it recognized by like the dub say like what's been oh, bumming yeah. you up? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a, like Hugh says though. It's not like it's like not an. It's like it's not a a non issue though. I think everybody at some point oh, should right. come to to realize like, hey man, I missed out on a lot. Yeah, isn't it great that level of regret? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. Oh yeah, and that's what you said. Like, how did I fuck up? But like, how? What could I have done differently other than just be not? What could a child do? Yeah, nothing. You know? Nothing. But that's that's like going back to to Dana, my therapist in LA. That's what. Like you would maybe examine places in your life, like where are you trying to prove? Like, do you try to prove yourself to other male figures or that kind no, of shit? No, I like, don't think it doesn't I do. seem like that. No. It doesn't seem like you do. No, not even Sunday, Jeff. No, but I think it. I think it. I think it stunted. Like I said, like my ability to like form relationships, so because they're difficult to form at times. Maybe that's like when you guys told me that yesterday. That that L word. Or last week, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. You know, it's harder to accept from a guy who really didn't hear that though from another man. Yeah, 
Yeah, me neither. I didn't, I didn't like it. Was it was really only when I met the Staten Island crew that I started <laughs> <laughs> Italians. Yeah. You didn't. We didn't yeah. have any Italians in our lives. We didn't. No, not growing up. No, we needed more Italians. It, it was too white bread our upbringing, man. Everybody was just white. <laughs> we, like, we, we didn't know anybody like like our like our uh our most ethnic uh person in our class was probably our Jiris, a greek guy yeah and beyond that it was just like everybody was just white hmm. i don't know i was wondering the other day this has nothing to do with daddy issues or anything but i was on my way to the uh to the the fishery down there by your place for what getting some shrimp man uh. a nice big fat bag of shrimp <laughs> you eat seafood of course yeah Sh- shrimp, a, shrimp a, any kind of crustacean bottom feeder i'll eat some crab some lobster <laughs> you know. i don't dig on clams, i heard it's so. good for your brain though Fish, well, Omega, eat, right? Yeah, if you don't eat too much, then you get mercury poisoning. <laughs> well, I don't. I really sincerely doubt you're eating that much no. seafood that you're going to have mercury poisoning. <laughs> I got brain damage from eating it. But I'm on my way down there, and it's very like uh, I mean, it's marshy. Would you say it's marsh? You're talking. You're going get. You're going by my my house, the place that's like not even a real like restaurant. It's like a. It's like a. Sh- it's like a shandy. Shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shack. It's, it's, yeah. It's a little shack at the, at the very corner of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't even know what what would be in that shack, let alone if it's food <laughs> or a deranged semen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very local. I mean, yeah. It, it, it has it, to have no markings. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's open to the public at all. Just a lot of old anchors and um, yeah. just <laughs> vessels that will never be able to be seafaring uh, um, sea, sea vessels ever again. No, it's so a, these not a lot of foot place, traffic. <laughs> but do they sell fish that they're catching out in the harbor, or is it like they yeah, bring it yeah. in? They, well, they import uh, some stuff. Like the other day, they had those uh, crayfish, those crawdad. Type, how do you know? Guys? Oh, yeah. How do you know that, that what they have? Like, are you kept a? <laughs> do they have like a like a, 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 a email blast that they put out? Like, <laughs> no, it's not like I went to go get them. No, no, no. I went to get shrimp and I saw them. They, they were oh, like okay. in a basket. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Two for one lobsters. They had a nine pound lobster there, man. I was like, Oh my god. It was huge. I wanted to buy it just to set it free. Yeah, you don't want to eat that thing. Just no. let it go. It'd be tough and shit. Yeah, like you, you catch one of them, you should just let them go. Why the bigger the lobster, so. the more it doesn't taste good. I think they're tougher and it's also it's like do you know how Why well, just tougher because it's, pound- it's all muscular? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just older meat and yeah. stuff like that, they say. Uh, I don't know. And they uh they, it, it takes them a long time to grow that big. So, like, that motherfucker's old. He's probably 50, 60 years. Yep. And, so, and he's like, no. He's in this tiny ass tank. <laughs> they now. grow, yeah. they, they live that long? Oh, lobsters are functionally immortal. He'll never yeah. die it, it, unless he's eaten. He, unless he's damaged by outside forces, outside forces that lobster. They're immortal. Live. They're functionally immortal. Yeah. I didn't know this. I knew that they. Why are we studying fucking lobsters then? Yeah. And figuring out the secrets of these crustaceans that won't ever die. I'm gonna go buy them and eat them. Maybe it'll transfer to me. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's the key. Or else, a lot of people would be <laughs> yeah, living true. a lot longer. Because don't people eat those motherfuckers like crazy? They do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they used to feed them to servants and shit way back in the day. That was like the thing. Mm-hmm. Until somebody was like, "Holy shit, this tastes good." <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm going. I'm on my way down there, and I see this. I think it's a seagull. It might have been an osprey. It was so fast, it was hard to tell. But like, dive down into the water, and it takes off from the water, and it has a fish in his in his claws or talons or whatever. And I'm wondering how different is life if there is a bird big enough 
that <laughs> at any moment when you're walking down the street, it might swoop down and get you. Like, how do how do we well, change things? Wasn't that the pyridactyl? Didn't cavemen have to deal with that shit? You would no. think so, right? No, <laughs> I don't think so, guys. <laughs> no, well, well, pterodactyls they, and cavemen they fighting lift, off. They, each could, other. they couldn't lift people off the ground. I saw in one no, movie BC the movie that that definitely happened. <laughs> yeah, no, Was I don't think myth? they. I think they didn't exist at the same time frame. Pterodactyls. Yeah. Pterodactyls. How how, how is it pronounced? I think the, the P is silent, right? Oh, okay. I believe so. Um, yeah. I think that yeah, I think that we would have a lot more uh, like. Uh, <laughs> bigger like we would have like things to like ward off birds like like nails on top of our roofs of our cars maybe we'd mm-hmm. wear hats that had spikes on them i or- mean we'd have to hunt them to extinction yeah we can't we which can't is what we would do easily <laughs> yeah, oh yeah usa usa <laughs> <laughs> like i don't give a fuck man like i don't care about it if this thing could swoop down and take me away we got they gotta go or maybe if you like, you spray yourself with some sort of like scent that they mm. hate. It also fucking reeks like shit. But <laughs> no, man, like <laughs> they gotta go. Well, like you do it to dogs. I know there's birds big enough to pick up little chihuahuas and stuff. Oh yeah, and, and they can go you know, and they just take them right out of the backyard and, and fly away. Did you see that video of the lady who? who Speaking of fucking beating up a bear, there was a lady oh, yeah, who beat that. up a bear to save her dogs. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah. She I went felt out kind and of bad the bear. for the bear, though. What? <laughs> I felt bad for the bear. Fuck that. The bear <laughs> was just trying to protect his cubs. <laughs> no, no, no. The bear was on their fucking land, on their, their Oh, was fence. he? <laughs> <laughs> She's got the deed to prove. That's her house. Oh, he's attacking her dogs. He, well, in, in all fairness... The the bear is sitting on top of a wall, yeah, and uh-huh. swiping at the dogs. There's More like barking five, there's five dogs like barking at him, trying to like jump. Up. And these are small dogs. Dogs have no sense of fucking size. No, like they're fucking crazy. Yeah. It would be as if I were to be like, "Hey, Mike Tyson, go fuck yourself," <laughs> yeah, and then push him off a wall. <laughs> but yeah, this this chick came in uh, tearing out of the house. And just jumps up, and she did. She pushed she the bear right the off bear the wall. Right off the wall, get, grabs her dogs, and gets in the house before the bear is able to get back over the fence. Wow, that's ballsy. I love my dogs. <laughs> I love them. But if I see a fucking grizzly hanging out fucking at the edge of the fucking yard, mm-hmm. swiping at shit, I don't know if I can go over there <laughs> and push a bear without getting disemboweled, though. She came out so fast, you know there wasn't a second's thought put into no. her. She just no. came running out and shoved him. Yeah, she is like, we should dedicate that show to her. I, I, I'm sure it was in some foreign land. She's not She's not a TSD listener. Uh, California. But. Oh, it was California? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. To me, it looked like, you know, like an Australia it did, situation. Yeah. Every yeah. time I see animals getting going crazy, I always think it's fucking Australia. They go crazy a lot in Australia. <laughs> they're, they're kind of known for it. <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking, they're like, they're, they're really wild and poisonous over there. So they got no fear. <sighs> when, uh. When Mosher and I went out, went over there, there was like every single place you could possibly swim. It's like, look out for box jellyfish. Yeah. Look out for this. Look out for that. Oh, you're going to go out into the, not even the outback, but just like, you know, off the beaten path a little bit. Oh, well, there's going to be probably a spider. <laughs> did, did it, who, who, who went, who, was it Sal who went there? And he has a picture of that giant spider over his doorknob. Yeah. Sal went to Australia once and, and it was a huge spider just Cramp, like it, it encompassed his doorknob. It was like trying to fuck the doorknob or something. <laughs> you know, and, and he was just like, I, "I'm not opening, ever opening this door." Yeah, yeah, if I was in Australia, I would be like, I would just, uh, 
strictly only swim in a pool. But even then, I saw a picture that there's spiders that live inside bubbles in your pool. Really? They get inside a, an air bubble in your oh pool. Oh, my God. And then if you- Man, I just got a fucking pool. <laughs> not, you got to tell me this. Yeah, not in Staten Island. These are, these are spiders <laughs> native to Australia. They live, oh, in, right. they live in air bubbles inside, the, uh, inside a, your pool. So when you jump in and break the air bubble, he's all pissed off. <laughs> he fucking stings you or, or bites you, whatever the spiders do. And then you got to be rushed to a hospital while your skin fucking deteriorates in front of your face while you're driving there. <laughs> like, I don't know how Australians do it. <laughs> they're they're a tough breed, the Australians. Oh, yeah, they're they tough. seem to not give yeah. a fuck. Like, I watched a lady go out into um, surf that was so rough, like like hurricane-style surf, just to save a barrel of beer. <laughs> like that's a, that's a, that's a, was it R and H? Would you save a battle a barrel of R and H in hurricane type uh, waters? Nah, I know how much they cost to make. I, I just let it go. I'd be like, I'll eat that money. That's fine. Uh, no. Maybe I had a lot of respect for Australians, man. There's a tough ass. Mo- like, if they were a bigger country. They could probably rule the world. They're so fucking tough. I mean, they're the biggest country they're, they're, on the planet. Say they're, they're the biggest, <laughs> well, their population, I mean. Right. All right. Yeah, if their yeah. population was bigger. Yeah, but they're so fucking cool. They don't want to, Walt. Yeah, but- it, That's, yeah, that's but why they're so chill. Yeah, but they know they're tough too, though. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not like they don't know it. It's like, you know, they know it. Well, it was leathery that, skin and shit. It was that whole campaign. They're <laughs> like- Being not- outside <laughs> yeah. 24-7. Right. We don't recognize skin cancer. <laughs> Actually, they do. When, when we were over there, there's so many clinics, like just oh, yeah. like walk-in clinics. They look like uh, like nail salons here, where it's like you can't throw a rock without hitting a nail salon. And it has to be because they're con- like because of the sun, right? Be- oh, absolutely. Because uh, they live their lives like you know, like never in shade. Isn't it also? I think like there's a, a large section of the ozone missing above Australia. I believe. <laughs> Is that true? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder why just there, hole in the sky. I don't know. Let me see. That would be really weird, right? Like that would be like God being like, "Fuck you guys!" Like cursing them. Like, what'd you do to piss off God? It's the only hole in the whole sky, and it's right above your continent. It's right above, right above your country. Yeah. It makes me awful ab- Aborigine shit they pulled, maybe. Oh yeah. All that. <laughs> well, we like we wouldn't have a hole over our fucking America for yeah, all the right. shit that we did. <laughs> what about you, mate? <laughs> God loves the USA, though. Oh, damn straight. Uh, let's see. Ozone layer. What is damaging the ozone layer? Da, 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 da. It says ozone layer depleted and Australia, but then it doesn't have anything. Why does Australia have so much skin cancer? Uh, as the ozone hole over the South Pole breaks up in spring. Oh, why do they have to fucking put all this shit in front of it? Why us? <laughs> Uh, most Australians and Kiwis have the wrong type of skin for their environment. Basically, through migration, the two oh. countries have been populated by many people with fair skin. Uh, when they say migration, they mean bringing prisoners over there, I guess. Uh, their ancestors hail from much less sunny climates. Lack of protective pigmentation leaves skin cells especially vulnerable to the DNA-damaging rays from the sun. You been there, Q? No, I have not been. I would love to go there. I really, really would. That's one place. I There in Japan, I'd like to go. They're in both, England. They're both just a, all of them, just a boat ride away. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I was going to say, uh, you got any more on that? A little bit. It says, uh, so there's that. 
and then there's uh, is the Earth's elliptical orbit around the sun. The planet is about 1.7% closer to the sun in January during the southern summer and 1.7% further away in July, northern summer. So that means when the sun is strongest in the southern hemisphere, it's 3.4% closer to the sun than the north. Is, oh, my God. There's all these percentages and shit. Add that to the lower pollution levels and cleaner air in the southern hemisphere. So I guess it's why the north gets more skin cancer. So if you have a protective layer of pollution, you'd be you'd be better off. That's what we need. We should all leave our cars running overnight. <laughs> uh, many believe the ozone hole, a naturally occurring pool of ozone-depleted air arising over the poles, explains much of the excess wow. skin cancer rates. I never heard that before. Yeah. Learn something new. It prompted the establishment of the Montreal Protocol designed to eliminate ozone-damaging pollutants and repair the ozone hole. Like this is I, just shit you couldn't have known when you like you you invent the first can of hairspray. You're not like, hey man, this will probably give skin cancer to somebody fucking a thousand miles away. No, you don't think like that. Nope. Isn't it lofty though of man to think that they can repair the ozone? No. Um, I mean, it's cause and effect, isn't it? I would think it's not too lofty. Well, if it's if it's a matter of just not doing something and it repairs itself, okay. But if you're going to sit there and tell me now, like, you can create something to repair the ozone. I'm you like, don't like that? I don't think – I think that's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, why? Because <laughs> it's, like, it's like repairing a cloud. It's like repairing yeah, but, something that, like, man like, – No, but there's, no, there's an, no way to there's no way to repair a cloud. A cloud is a cloud. There's nothing to repair. An ozone we damaged – Oh, okay, like, I could say wanting to repair it, like oh, good intentions, but the actual fact that you like, like you that you could repair it though, other than just stop doing what you're doing and it repairs itself, okay. But if you're going to sit there and go like, we have to create something that can repair an ozone, you don't think that it's I possible? Think, I don't think it's possible. Wow, I, that's so odd. It's I mean. an indictment on it's an indictment on science, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why? I mean, what what has science done that's like? Not impressed you? Like, what failures are you pointing well, to? That they're all, like, they'll I, never figure that. Well, look at this. Look at this past pandemic, man. Did you see all the all the Fauci emails that are oh, dropping? Fauci emails on Reddit. What do you say about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's what, I, like, what are the Fauci emails? I didn't well, get. Sounds like uh, it sounds like I wouldn't want Fauci as my fucking personal doctor if I was fucking out. If I was if he was in general practice, yeah, motherfucker really? changes his mind quite a bit. Sounds like China's the new Russia. <laughs> if Fauci was like uh, was like jokers, I want to be your guy's personal physicians. Yeah. Would you want to be uh, – would you take Fauci on as your personal physician? I mean not having read these emails even? No, probably uh, not. Yeah. But he's like the most famous doctor right now, right? In the world probably. Uh, you know, I guess. Sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, apparently there's some emails out there that like he's kind of wishy-washy and maybe outright lying at times. If you, depending on what the government, no, when you're no, where, you fall. What position? <laughs> like, what's a lie? What's an example of like a lie? Like saying that he was adamant that it wasn't a man-made germ. Oh, well, that's not a lie. That's just think, being wrong. Well, the knowing what he knew, though. There was there was good reason for him to think that it did come from Wuhan. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I, I think for the the sake of the the climate, not the you know sunshine and shit, but the political climate, it wasn't spoken of. But now Trump's ripping him. Oh, of course. I you mean, know? The, but yeah, I don't know. 
Science, yeah, like, I don't want to indict all of science. Just for you. Sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all the science that goes into delivering this podcast, all the ants alone is like, I don't know, that's pretty impressive. Maybe these motherfuckers could figure out a spray that- that'll fix the ozone. But, uh, maybe. Or robots that that hover that hover up there that release some ozone into the air. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, man. I'm no scientist, but I'm saying like (laughs) it starts with a dream. It doesn't start with someone saying that's impossible before you even try. Fuck it. it, It's like repairing a mountain. (laughs) It's like it's too. Some things are too are are bigger and are in are not in need of us as a species getting involved. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we need to mind our business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get in long. Get your fucking know your place. Yeah. Stay in your you lane, right? Yeah. <laughs> but why? So you guys, like, why not just study it and try and find the solution <laughs> instead of just deciding it's not our lane? I don't understand. <laughs> like this is what I'm saying. A mountain isn't broken. You can't break a mountain. A mountain's a mountain. It's in our way. Let's fucking knock it down. Okay, but that's not broken. That that's different. I don't think we should do that either. But. That's also like, impossible, broken. though. But it's impossible to do, though. You can't not say it was like like people. No, too many people are climbing Everest. It's a it's a dangerous thing. Let's knock it down so no one does it anymore. <laughs> you could blow that up. No way. Everest? There's enough. <laughs> There's enough. <laughs> what to make it like to make it flat like a plane? <laughs> yeah, it is enough. We'll find it. We'll find the dynamite. We just start at the top. We start chipping away at it. it ain't down gonna and be down dynamite. And down. It's gonna have to be fucking like a thousand nukes. Oh yeah, you would need a nuke to blow it up. <laughs> even then, you wouldn't even put a dent in it with a nuke. I don't think. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy or quick. I'm just saying, if humanity wanted that mountain gone, we can make that mountain. What, gone. what country is uh, Everest in? Everest it's in is, Nepal, uh, right? Is it in Nepal? Yeah. They, let's say they're like they finally are like you know what? It's a fucking insurance hazard. Too many fucking <laughs> bennies are coming in trying to climb, <laughs> climb the mountain. Let's just knock it down. We need we need so we, it'll it'll save us a ton of money with uh, you know getting importing goods back and forth, and we need freeways. Yeah. You think that they would go with dynamite? It's a China Nepal border runs across its summit point. Me? No, I don't think so. I was just fucking around. I don't. I don't think they could blow up that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> what would it That's take, it. though? Like, if they were like, we got to knock it down. You'd have to drill into it and put the nukes inside. Oh, and set I didn't even think up. about that. Yeah. It, but, almost like a, like a planned demolition like of a, of a high rise? Yeah, I don't think it's going to fall down. I think it's <laughs> stages. I think you just got to, like, carve out here and carve out there. And just then you got to deal with all the rubble. I mean, where's the rubble going? Yeah. Seems like it'd be a, pretty expensive. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I don't think science should bother with that, but I do think the ozone layer. <laughs> but what, if, what so- if there's cool shit inside that mountain? You know, there's got to be. Like what? Some sort of maybe, ore? Maybe a hollow mountain? Maybe there's a, it's to another <laughs> to another existence like another dimension? Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna wow. know unless uh, we blow that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. Wow, I mean, you picked the biggest mountain in the world. Well, that's how I go. Go big or go home. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. <laughs> big dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. You're right. You're right. Don't come here with that fucking trying to blow up an Appalachian <laughs> mountain above anthill bullshit. Yeah. Let me uh, break in to quickly tell you 
What do you got? Care of. Now, unfortunately, uh, we're not recording at the store today, so uh, Gidim isn't here for his, uh, can we, can his we testimonial. Dedi- yeah, can we dedicate this episode to Gidim? It was his birthday yesterday. We can. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I got uh, to text him. Happy belated. Yeah, happy birthday, get him. Uh, we're talking about in, uh, we're talking about Care-of. High-quality pr- products meet personalization. All of Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I trust this science. Yeah, this is the science that we Because they're trust. paying us. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they stop paying us, you go on the Fauci pile. <laughs> Care-of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products, and it's an easy-to-follow routine. Your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into or starting a routine. Studies show it can take about 30 days for you to see the benefits of a new supplement routine, so consistency is key. And that's where Ginnam comes in. He's he's been doing it. He's been doing it longer than any of us. Yeah, he's he's starting to see the effects of it. Like he yeah. is, like he's getting more of an hourglass figure every Ooh. day. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> I used to be pear, but now it's getting starting to go right. Um, he's getting a hourglass. hourglass huh? a nice I don't waist. think. Yeah, I, and I don't mean Ow-ga. it in a bad way. I mean like it's. I think it's. <laughs> it looks good on him though. Yeah, like but, in a sexy feminine way. No, not feminine at all. If you could, if your hourglass figure can be masculine, he has it. Mm-hmm. He looked good that's as Elvira, so he'll look even better now. Care <laughs> uh, makes it easy with a personalized subscription delivered to your door each month, contact-free, so you don't ever have to worry about running out. And the Care of app allows you to track your routine and earn rewards like cool swag, discounts, and even free products when you're consistent with taking your vitamins. Care uh, in-depth online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Care's holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist without having to leave your house. My buddy Erock's trying to get an appointment with a nutritionist. Nearly impossible, he says. Really? Very difficult, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm They're gonna like therapists. To yep, therapist and nutritionist. Anything with an ist at the end, you're fucked. Get a personally tailored approach to your unique health needs, and you can retake the quiz at any time if you want to change your goals. Oh, as your goals and needs change. Follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you get is totally up to you. So for your 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and order code TESD50. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code TESD50. All right. That's it. How old is Gidim now? Uh, 43. And he still hasn't hit his prime yet. Uh, I would, I would have to say I, I agree with him. He hasn't hit his prime yet. I think his, he still has a couple more years till he's in that prime zone. And prime what do rib. you do? You think you'll ever? You think he'll get married and have kids? He wants to. No, I know what he wants, but I'm asking you. Do you think he'll get married and, and have kids? Yes, you do. I feel that there that before. Sooner rather than later. Well, probably later rather than sooner. Um, <laughs> he will. He will have gotten married. Uh, kids. He better work on that soon. He better work on that soon because you know the older you get, the more um, difficult it is for your your bullets mm. to. Uh, We're talking about getting semen here. <laughs> <laughs> care of care of is great, but I don't even think they're going to be able to solve that fucking dilemma that's going on down there. Yeah, what's that you said before, Walt? Deranged semen. It's <laughs> a whole other meaning of it here. <laughs> yeah, but his, his semen. 
is probably right in his prime right now. But if he if he waits even a day past his prime, though, that semen becomes weak, cross eyed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, 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 and just kind of like they bump into each other, like like three stooges. They don't know where the egg. They don't know where the egg is. It happens to all of us, Q. But get him, get him is under the illusion that his his semen will always be strong and virile. Well, Clint Eastwood had a kid when he was like eighty, right? If we're to believe it was his semen. Whoa. Or not, or not semen that he took out of his out of his testicles in his youth. Right. Like okay. when he was seventy, instead rather than ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, would you even want another kid now? Let alone yeah. thirty years from oh, now? Oh fuck yeah! In a would heartbeat. You? Oh my god, that's wow. that's really. But I kind of I told him that's what I did. I just wish that like we could have another kid, but you know that ain't happening. And you don't want to adopt one because you never know. Oh, it's too much no, of man. a the spin planning, of the wheel the, with the genes that we got going on. Now we're gonna like take a yeah. chance. No kids way. like, oh, dad, I need medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that get him, you know, he's still he still got a little window there, but just like everybody else though, windows open and close all the time. And so he hopefully he realizes that a window can close that he can never reopen. Mm. If he doesn't get his shit together. Yeah, he does seem a little lackadaisical about uh, yeah, his yeah. approach. He's, I mean, he's know, that he, ant. What was the what was it? The ant in the, the uh, grasshopper. In the grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known a lot of fucking of them in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just hop right off my chair. <laughs> Your whole life's like a fucking fiddle concert. <laughs> Fiddling that shit away. I'm like Charlie Daniels over here. <laughs> yeah, but he is under the illusion that like he could fiddle until he's in his 50s and it's still going to be. So I did. I fiddled my 40s away, man. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> wow. But what's he, but what's he going to do? Like what version of get him is going to woo a bride? Like I think, I think he, he, just him being 100% him is more than enough. The get him that I've come to know over the last, uh, year yeah but the get him who like maybe loses 50 pounds or maybe you know deals with that beard or are you talking about get him as is i thought you just meant personality now we're talking about the whole enchilada though the whole enchilada i know he's this got a great chick, personality what girls react the- to first <laughs> <laughs> that part yeah because, the first hurdle yeah because i'm looking at him from my perspective yeah and i don't give a fuck what he looks like or how what he weighs so i'm like you're awesome brother but now if I was, if I had a, a pussy and and a pair of breasts, I might be like, you're not that awesome, brother, because you know you you need to lose a few pounds. I don't know, but is it that big a deal? Like I don't know. I'm not a chick. I mean, prob- probably it is. Okay, I don't know. I find I girls so. to be far more forgiving. I mean, I look at Mary Beth and I judge her for like when I was that <laughs> fucking fat. I'm like, are you out of your goddamn mind? No, I think get him. It's like because there's hurdles with get him where it's like you have to accept that. Because he lives an unhealthy lifestyle. And, and, and so much is that, yeah, he doesn't eat all that great. Yeah. He lives uh, in a basement. He lives in a basement. A, with a psychotic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like his, the, that, that's what I would think. It's the his his habits that he would have to change. Like shit that you're like, you're like he'll never He'll do never it for anybody. It never. Right. So those yeah. habits that need to be contended with are a lot easier to contend with if it's in a package, you know. That's a little I, I, more. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you are, you ain't whistling Dixie. Yeah, you can forgive a lot more if you look like a Matt Damon yeah. or 
And Giddim's a good-looking guy. Brady. When we first met him, and like, like when he was like, you know, I don't want to say Brady. thin, but <laughs> <laughs> like he, like any girls that see pictures of him back then, it's like, oh, he's better looking than I assumed he was. He was, he's, he's, he's still good not looking. a bad-looking guy. Yeah, he's still good. Like he just needs to drop a few pounds, and then let's say he does drop a few pounds. Yeah. Does that overcome, or does that over? Uh, you know, does that make you overlook? Than the uh, idiosyncrasies, is that the yeah, right word? Idiosyncrasies, sure. Uh, of like, you know, I want to keep my, my cutlery right by my side at all times. Or in my shower. <laughs> <laughs> or, I want, or I need to save every piece of cardboard that is, that is sent to me. And all the other wonderful things that I love about them that may not be so lovable if you're living with them. Yeah, the teeth, maybe the, the teeth is a big one. If you want to meet somebody, you got to pop your teeth in. Like Michael Strahan did it, right? Didn't Michael Strahan's great looking guy has a big gap? He's got a gap, not missing teeth, and he's <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, worth yeah, about fifty yeah. million dollars. Yeah, get him's gap is four <laughs> teeth worth. <laughs> it's all about the looks, apparently. It seems like, huh? It's all about the uh, the package. It's not about what's inside. Well, what's inside is kind of weird. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you gotta like, You're like, all right, well, he's not good looking. Let me get to know him. <laughs> but I think he is a good looking guy. I just think he's not he's not putting his best foot forward. And I think it has he gout. Just, well, he's, yeah, exactly. Like, he's got a bad role model though, sitting right here though. He sees a man with, that people love his beard. Yeah. So Ginnam's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to grow that beard too. But I don't too. know if everybody could pull off that beard though. No, I don't know. Well, about fortunately, that. his grows out. And right. then it has this weird, like, like he slept on it or something, like you know. So it's like <laughs> he did, real, like real, yeah, real like yeah. shallow, like by his chin, and then it pops out a little bit more. He just needs a yeah. good. He needs a good barber to trim it for him. Like shape. Why can't it, he just like? It. Why can't he just keep it, but just like like shape it close to his face, though, like you. Beautiful right. beard. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, like, why is he doing Thank what he's you. doing? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know why he's doing it. I won't say why, but it's an emotional <laughs> what do you mean? thing. It's an emotional thing. It, it, he hasn't he hasn't cut it since that day, you know, when the fire happened. Well, that's his razor burned oh. up. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is is there some sort of there's some sort of method to him why he is growing it that way in his mind it makes perfect sense, but it's a tribute almost. Okay, I understand that. I guess, but. Yeah. We're talking about him getting married and having kids. You better fucking stop worrying about the tributes. <laughs> like, I mean, you need somebody like you to tell you these things. Like, I, I think he does listen. He, your words are very, uh, they weigh heavier. Dude, heavier, I tried is that to, the right words? Heavier? I, th- I think it's heavier. But <laughs> heavier. Um, yeah, they carry some extra weight. Yeah, maybe. they do. He, he respects you so I, much. Tried to give the guy a makeover at least twice, and he he never bites on it. I don't I don't know. As many times as you tried to bring him to Vegas, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's a, yeah. I think he, he's got a lot to offer a lucky lady. I really believe that he's just he's an odd duck. He's an odd duck, but yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because isn't that what you want? That's what I've been told like for my whole life. Like the the square peg in a round hole will always triumph at the end. It will always get the get the 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 girl will always beat up the the bullies and the uh, the jerk offs will always win at the end of the movie right at the end of the movie the movie the movie that is life I <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what yeah but, but but marriage is a long journey is it not like it's like you need someone that could provide and protect you 
Um, and I don't know if he's given off those vibes at the moment. Well, maybe he needs somebody that can provide and protect him, I think. All right. Well, that narrows down the sort of women that are interested in you a lot as well, yeah. I think. Now, that's a, that, that's a, that could be a, a statement that could uh, upset people, though, right? That women need somebody that can provide and protect them. Well, they're lazy no, I, women. <laughs> That's the statement that I'll upset you. Yeah, I, mean, I take that back, Q. Yeah, your statement is now is now no one's even remembered it. <laughs> no, but like even if no, no, I'm saying like even if all right, if you want to update that statement to be like, look, all right, so a, a career gal. Um, wants at least someone that's like making the same amount of money equal and equal and then if she's having kids and he wants a wife and a family and stuff like that and then the idea is like well is get him gonna raise those kids because then he's a state that's fine i think he could i think he would i think he'd be i think he would uh, be a good dad i think he would be very very good dad good stay-at-home dad oh he would and the the things that he could teach that boy my god that any child of his would is going to have an unbelievable leg up in terms of like go, having to go to your father and get answers to everything. <laughs> everything. He's not even going to have to go to his dad. He'll just his dad will go to him. Hey, guess what? Watch this video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but happy birthday, get him. Yeah. Happy birthday, get him. How old did you say? It was forty three. Forty three. Wow. Yeah. And how old are you, Q? Forty four. Forty five. Forty five now. 45. Oh, in, I was 45 in March. Yeah. What are we going to do in five years when the the, the big five zero comes? Yeah, for young Q? Buck Q. Yeah, I remember when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, you got yeah. I uh, I think that when I turned 50, I don't know. I don't fear it. Like I'm looking forward to like retiring one day. And I I think we're gonna have like the best retirement ever because we'll just do tell him Steve Dave and like just f- fucking like party (laughs) (laughs) bodacious like yeah i don't really want to like i like right now i I, like even now like work's coming work's creeping back into where i'm working five days a week again even if it's from home which is cool i don't mind that but it's just like the day's gonna come i think mid 50s i think 10 more years maybe where i'm like i'm done working man like i'm out like all i want to do is tell him steve dave and then just fucking party. Party. <laughs> That's it. I just want to party. I just want to fucking relax and, and, and chill out and shit, man. Now, what your definition of a party, is it is it like is it like balls out party or like or is it just more like, you know, chill, I just want to be able to like sip wine on a It's, it's all of the above. It's anything. It's, it's I, I want the spectrum, man. I do want the spectrum. Like you considered what we did the other day partying, right? I think I, so, yeah. I know I do. Yeah, I, I would consider that partying. Absolutely. We watch movies. <laughs> That's partying. Yeah. Okay, so you got yeah. a very loose definition of partying. Because I'm yeah, thinking lampshades, holes in the wall. You know, oh, you're, you're I want jumping, one or two you're of those. jumping curbs. Yeah, I want one or two of those a year. Yeah, <laughs> but I think for the most part, I'm ready for just like the. You know, I'm fine with middle aged partying. Like it's all right. Like I'm okay with it. It's good stuff, man. But you're beyond the kid partying where like somebody's throwing all your your pool furniture into your pool and shit (laughs) at my house i'm over that but if i was at somebody else's house and it was that sort of party i'd be like this is cool i can roll with this cue someone shat in the pool again (laughs) you want those kind of parties uh i would like to be at those parties yeah yeah maybe even be the guy pissed shitting in the pool you know uh but yeah so so i think my 50s are going to be uh uh a very welcome time, a great time of joy. 
You don't dread it. As long as I stay healthy. I don't dread it. That's good. I already look fucking like I don't want to look, so it's only degrees of <laughs> it getting worse from here on out. So it's like it's all, I'm not like, oh, my looks. Like I look at pictures that I took with my parents uh, when we were in Memphis, and I uh, and I look at it. I'm looking at pictures of myself. I'm like, God, those fucking wrinkles are deep when you smile, son. I'm like, look at them go. I'm getting old. It's just happening. Oh, did you do the Elvis thing? Oh, it was awesome, Walt. It was great. I went, and my parents didn't know that I was coming. Um, so I knocked on my mom's door and she flipped out. It was fucking awesome, man. It's on Wait Instagram. They got a room inside the mansion? No, they, they built a hotel on the ground. Oh, right. That's what you told her, right? Okay, yeah. That's what you yes. told us last time. So you can and, stay uh, now on the grounds. On the grounds. And the hotel's really nice. It was great. But then we got uh, an like an after hours tour. And um, dude, it was crazy because we just went up. Like Graceland was closed, like there was no one else there. So the woman who took us on the tour just had the key for the front door. And like any other house in the world, she just fucking opened the door, put in the key. And, and I was like, that is weird, man. Yeah. Like it's just like a house. And then we just, uh, her and my parents and I just kind of walked around the house and like she just told the stories about everything. It was cool. Did it look any different from when you and I and Bri went? Oh, so many exactly, years ago? Exactly the same. Nothing has been updated. No new. Uh, no, no new- there has. There, there are like now across the street. They have his car museum, which is fucking awesome. They have an archive museum where they have like some of the TVs that he shot up and shit. No, I think that uh, was there when we were there. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this maybe that was there, but this complex was only built like three, oh, okay. four years ago. Right. Yeah, and then um, and then remember when we went to the racquetball court and had all those gold records? Yeah. So those are all out. They're across the street now in, in a separate thing, and they refurbished or returning the racquetball court back to how it was the night before he died. Um, and, and now when you walk in, like you're really following his last steps and shit like that. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And then we were there at night because, and so we were like walking around the grounds and it was dark and eerie and we went to his grave and like, and it was pitch black. It was like kind of cool, man. Who makes the money? Who gets the money from that? Does that go to the town or does that go to Elvis's estate? Lisa Marie owns the house. So she gets all of that. She, well, Elvis Presley Enterprises gets it, but she's uh, she's That's I think be a, some money yeah. maker, huh? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I well, think so. It does doesn't look like they're hurting for money. But now. is there a time though when he's going to be too far removed from the the current population, where it's like he's almost like um, Buster Keaton? Like he's he's like oh nobody knows who he is. And I don't think so. No, he'll he's never a, he'll never be that. I think he'll always be Elvis. His music is music, man. I was gonna say his his work is definitely more uh, accessible than Buster Keaton movies anymore. So you think that our children's children will appreciate and want to go see the Elvis Presley uh, mansion? I maintain. I don't I, know that kids today. Want yeah, to give I a maintain fuck. as a like like after we're gone, you know, none of us are around and none of our children are around, and it's the children's children. I don't know if there's gonna be a need for a mansion. I just don't see. People appreciating that's like appreciating, like I said, like um, the, the the Andrew sisters. <laughs> yeah, but the Andrew sisters were never they were never right. Elvis, they're not yeah. Elvis, right? Yeah, it's like Elvis is rarefied air, man. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people that hit that in their life. So who knows? I mean, who since Elvis has done what he's done? Oh uh, well, I would say Michael Jackson would have been there, could have been there if things had sure. turned out differently. What about his okay. place? Is is that open? Neverland is that open for somebody tourists? bought it? They Somebody didn't open up it. as a tourist attraction? No, they ripped out everything. Holy fuck. Yeah. All the playrooms. 
All the all the playrooms, the train. Is that because property's gone? Mm. Is that because they thought it would be in bad taste to do tours of that stuff? I think I think that after the what I understand is after the charges came out in that HBO film, they couldn't sell the place because people were like, "Fuck this!" And then some billionaire who was like, "Well, I'll buy it, but I don't give a fuck about Michael Jackson. I'll just turn it into a great house for myself." I think that's what happened. So he was like, "Get rid of all that weird shit. I don't care about it. It's just my house." It would have been priceless, though, right? To have someone to sell some of that stuff instead of destroy it, like the Ferris wheel and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Um, oh fuck! I just I totally lost the thought of this. Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. That that um that you can mostly you can sell houses where multiple murders have taken place in them, but you can't sell a house where a fucking well known alleged child molester lived and a famous guy too. Well, they did sell it. I mean, as you know, as is though, you know, like you said, I thought you said he tore everything out. Like, yeah, he did say that. Yeah. yeah. Did, did he tear out the whole interior? Like, did he completely remodel it? Oh, no. I think just all the wacky shit that was oh, on just the, the crazy ground. Stuff. He just uh, got rid of uh, all, all, all that shit. Shot all the uh, animals. <laughs> put them all down. Uh, yeah. Bubbles. <laughs> Sorry, boy. These <laughs> <laughs> bubbles might still be alive, right? They're <laughs> running Maybe. the grounds at night. I mean, they're like, they're like lobsters, I thought, right? They live a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I think they live like 50 years in captivity. Let's check it out if Bubbles is still alive. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Bubbles is not with us anymore. It what do you is... think, you? I don't think so. Remember, Elvis had a monkey too. Scatters, Scatters the monkey. Really, he had a monkey too. Yeah, and then I think it just acted up one day. So Elvis was like, "Get rid of this fucking monkey." That's <laughs> 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 That's what a normal person would do. I mean, yeah, not that you're normal I, getting a monkey anyway, though. You, a normal person wouldn't buy a monkey and try to keep it as a, a friend. No. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great, but it's just I don't think so. Sometimes I think I'm weird for thinking cats are my friends, let alone a fucking monkey. <clears throat> so uh, he's enjoying his retirement in the sunshine state. Wow, he's still oh. kicking. Good for Bubbles, man. He's 185 pounds, four and a half feet tall. He lives with a group of other chimpanzees that include his best friend Ripley, adult females Oopsie, Boma, Jessica... Jesse and Kodua and a juvenile striker. Can you imagine if you could if you could see some of the shit that Bubbles fucking witnessed? Oh, oh no. poor Bubbles! <laughs> <laughs> haunted look in his eyes. <laughs> I think he saw some shit, right? Bubbles, he saw some shit. <laughs> if chimps could talk. <laughs> Can we? Can I take back my dedication again? Can we dedicate this episode to Bubbles? I think so. Yeah. It's a better choice. Kim's got it easy compared to what Bubbles had to endure. Bubbles has better better facial hair. Do we have any more ads? No more no ads. ads. <laughs> I did want to. See, I did want to see if you guys wanted to hit learn something though. It's been a while. Oh, Ooh, I don't know if we can. I don't know if we live in a world anymore where you can hit learn anything anymore. I'm telling you, this will be okay. <laughs> All right. Involves, to forget uh, the past is to repeat it. You gotta hit learn stuff. <laughs> so uh, when sisters Freddie and Truce Overstegen were young, their mother made them sleep in the same bed. This wasn't an act of forced sibling bonding, uh, though the family had more than one sh- mattress. All of them makeshift and stuffed with straw they shared their modest flat with jewish refugees that they normally housed so this was i think in holland or something is this a recent story here uh i mean the story took a long took place a long time ago i just read it and this is an article uh, from february 6 2020 
on mentalfloss.com. And basically what these girls did, they were raised by their mother, uh, their parents divorced. Yeah. North Holland. And, um, the mom taught the girls compassion for those less fortunate. Uh, they made dolls. The little girls made dolls for children affected by the Spanish civil war. They gave up their living space for people fleeing Germany and Amsterdam, blah, blah, blah. So when the Nazis invaded, the mom made sure that the refugees that they were, had been hosting were sent away, fearing they'd be discovered. But what happened was there was this Dutch resistance group, right? And they noticed like how uh, supportive that the, the woman and her two girls were. The girls were 14 and uh, 16. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, do you want to join the, the this resistance uh, group? So, of course, they say yes. So it says, soon the teenage girls were doing more than just handing out literature. They were luring Nazis into the woods and assassinating them. <laughs> wow. So what they would Ooh. do is, since they were real young, they would, um, and the, the Germans had occupied this whatever town they lived in in, in Holland, uh, the girls would dress up, looking all cute and shit, and they were like, uh, if the one, the 14-year-old, uh, slicked back her hair or whatever, they're like, she looked as young as 12. So these Nazis were pervs, too, I guess. They're oh, going, my God. They're going out to the woods with these girls with the promises of, uh, of uh, right. you know, sexual rendezvous. And so they would lure them out there, and then there would be guys waiting to ambush them and shoot them. And then eventually the girls were like, we don't even need these guys. We'll just shoot them ourselves. Whoa. So, that's something, huh? How they, they not made caught? a movie about that? They never got. Not only did they not get caught, they're celebrated in this article. Like here, well, they but are. how many years later? Here so we're talking. Are, are they alive anymore? Yeah, there they are. You guys send me the link to that, BJ. Oh, wow. Yeah, well. yeah, I mean they they look every bit of ninety years old. So yeah, you, they, it's they hard to right. imagine they could entice anybody out into the woods. <laughs> but you know, again, it was a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they could wow. entice me if they're like, I have my back pills with me, it, but. That's got to be that's got to be uh, a lot of mental baggage, though. When the war's over, like oh, like wasting a bunch of Nazis and shit. <laughs> like, I know. mean, it's it's not a normal life. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It says the only mission they refused to act in was a plot to kidnap the children of senior Nazi officer Arthur Seiss Inquart. The idea that his kids could then be exchanged for or for imprisoned Dutch radicals, fearing the kids might be harmed in the process, they dec- oh, excuse me, they declined that. Well, they had a, wow. They should make a movie about that, right? They that should, man. Awesome. That'd be crazy. You can you can still fucking waste Nazis oh, in the movies. Yeah. You know yes. That? I had learned something. Oh yeah, what's that? Uh so I'm doing a deep dive right now on, on Groucho Marx. Like I'm reading like his his uh, autobiography and like just trying to learn because the guy's so fucking funny. And uh, apparently when he went to Germany after the second war, he went to the town that his family was from. And uh, he had found that his family's grave has had all been ripped up. All the Jewish graves had been desecrated. Um, so he went to the – so when he was traveling through Germany, he learned that they were near where his bunker was, where he died. Um, so he had the tour do a, a route over to the to the Uber bunker, they called it, right? Mm-hmm. Where, 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 not, where uh, Hitler died. Was where Hitler killed himself? In Berlin. Yeah. 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 And he goes there and, and he writes, he's writes in this uh, article. He's like, uh, he climbed the rubble because the rubble was all still there, like all the bombed out blasted shit. And he said he went up to the top of the rubble and danced to Charleston for two full minutes on, uh, <laughs> on the spot where, where Hitler died. And I was like, wow, man. I was like, that's fucking pretty cool. Are like, you a March, Marx Brothers fan? I, I mean, I've always liked them just because I like comedy, but I've never really 
gone as deep as I am now on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I tried to do a deep dive last year or, or maybe a year and a half ago because, uh, you know, people say like they're better than having a Costello. Like they were, they were yeah. really, really awesome. But I tried to watch a couple of movies and I'm just like, yeah, I never was able to like, you don't connect it connect, to him. Like, I need, yeah. yeah, I need Abba Costello running from a Frankenstein or a or a wolf. Man. I agree. Dude. I don't disagree. But his, but like, he's a writer. He's he was a prolific writer. Gotcha. That's what. Yeah, and that's what I'm reading now. Like a bunch of his writings, and it's like the guy was a genius. Like, were they re- were they funny. really brothers? Yeah, they were really brothers. That's Their name cool. was really Marks. When I yeah. I saw some footage of him on that game show he used to do, or that that TV show he had, where he was you yeah, know, he you would bet dealt, your life. Yeah, we dealt with the public. Yeah, I mean, he does have a, a quick wit about him, you know, and it's kind of like uh, I don't want to say risque, but like you know, dancing that fine line of the fifties uh, about yeah. like sexual innuendos. It's kind of oh, like, he'll he'll eye up a blonde on that yeah. show and just like make comments about her. <laughs> yeah, but he was funny. He did an interview with Playboy in '76 that I read where he's like he would just talk about like well he was 83 at the time and he was like nah he goes I never. He's like, I don't have sex anymore. I'm not interested in sex and shit like that. But then he started telling all the stories of the whorehouses he visited over the years. <laughs> and you're like, wow, this guy does not give a fuck. He's, it's like fucking crazy. You're like, this guy just got laid in whorehouses all over the country. It's nuts. Yeah. Fascinating guys. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, Alice Cooper befriended him in the later stages of his life. I read Alice Cooper. He mentions book. that. Yeah, yeah. That he... Um, he was a huge fan of him growing up as a kid, and uh, when he went to when he moved to L.A., he just became buddies with him and would would hang out with him to all hours of the evening, just watching TV while Groucho was lying in bed. Like, That's you know, crazy because he was so old and shit. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, danced on Hitler's grave or death site, whatever, for two minutes, two straight minutes. That's it, baby. They never found Hitler's body, right? Like it was never recovered. Yeah, they had the charred remains, didn't they? But they always speculate it really wasn't his remains, though. Oh, they did have the charred remains. Oh, all right. I, they know where they are today? I believe uh, a, a different con- – I think Russia took them. Russia has Hitler's bones? Well, they had that. They took the body. They took the carcass. What the fuck are they doing with it? Maybe because he wasn't – maybe because they knew it really wasn't his carcass. But they hated him. Right, but the they Russians, wanted, yeah, but they wanted to be. They still wanted to, the the glory of being like we killed them, not not America, not England. We got them. Well, not really. I mean, he I killed say which they don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. All right. Walt Flanagan, you're a hero. I am. I, I think you single handedly got Amazon to change their policy. On um, what? Amazon changes employee policies for time off and marijuana. That part I don't think you had anything to do with. Uh, it says the, they're revising a controversial workplace policy critics uh, say has been used to keep employees working at a breakneck pace. Have I ever weighed in on this? Oh, yeah. You were talking about uh, Bezos, being, Bezos a douche. being a douchebag and Hitler and all that other shit. Um, he heard it, because huh? He, got, he must have. Bezos got wind of it and he was like, I better change this. He was like, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says um, the time off task contributes to a stressful work environment. That treats workers as cogs in the machine rather than people. So they have acknowledged this and uh, they're going to work on it. And they also have decided to look at marijuana the same as they look at um, alcohol. And it will, uh, since. Uh, yeah, why? So they do drug testing in Amazon? Like if you can't, you, they'll, they'll 
they'll test you to see if you have pot in your system. Pre-employment you, drug tests. But once you're in, once you're employed, though, they don't they don't do I the guess tests. They don't do the tests anymore, according to this this article. Well, I mean, if I mean, if you know you're going for your you're filling out your uh, your application, you just can't stop smoking for a couple weeks and make sure it's out of your system. Yeah, like a month. Well, I guess now you don't have to. Now you don't have to. Huh? Yeah, they just made it easier. Made it easier to smoke weed, Walt. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what's been missing. That's what's been missing, the ease <laughs> and access to drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's not easy or, and there's not enough access as there is. Yeah, we agree on it. I'm just checking out the, the history of Hitler's body since the fucking yes. war, man. It's pretty crazy. Uh, they took him back to uh, May 11th. Uh, all right, so they brought his body. The the, the Russians brought him back. They had the dentists uh, do an autopsy, and the dentists confirmed that the bodies were, in fact, those of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun. Russian, Russian dentists. Russian dentists. Well, they had x-rays. No, they – what do you mean? When you need X-rays, or how would you? How would the dental records? Oh, I don't know. How would they have access to Hitler's dental records? Well, they, we, yeah, they won the war. I guess you could take whatever you wanted from Germany. That, at that's that point. true. We got to yeah. get Hitler's dentist. Stat. <laughs> Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the course of the years, his remains changed locations three times. In 1945, took Hitler's corpse to a forest near uh, Rathenu, a German town. They buried it there, but dug it up eight months later. Then they went why? to Nadelberg. You got to figure out why. Why did they bur- why did they bury it up eight months later? I don't know, but they said then they reburied him with the with Jer- Joseph Goebbels' body, Goebbels. and Eva Braun, and they remained there for twenty five years. Then in nineteen seventy, the Kremlin ordered the Soviet outpost at Maidenberg closed, and the land returned to the East German government. However, the Soviets didn't want to turn over the land with Hitler still buried within it. They worried if discovered, neo-Nazis and others might turn it into a shrine. So they dug him <laughs> up again. Um, and Yuri Antropov, head of the KGB, ordered agents to get rid of Hitler's remains and ensure they would never be found. So they were chosen as a secret spot. Um, but they never did any kind of like testing on it once, you know, science and technology – would have been able to, without a doubt, confirm yeah. if it was his remains. They never allowed it to uh, to take place. Well, three other KB, KGB agents disinterred his remains, carried them to up nearby mountains while disguised as fishermen. At a, at a pro- upon arriving at a stream, they lit a fire, tossed Hitler's already burned remains upon it, and burned all that was left once more. Um, then they scooped the ashes into a bag and, and spread them with the wind. However, they they still believe they have a few pieces of his body uh, where they found the skull. The Russian state archives have announced that they have found pieces of Hitler's skull back in 1993. Wow. According to a movie I once saw, they saved his brain. Tell him, Steve Dave. (laughs) (laughs) 